Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And today, I want to talk about lessons. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and take some notes if you desire. I really believe I have an informative show for you today. I want to start out with a quote, and it says this, Greatness is a mindset, not a skill set. I want to say that one more time. Greatness is a mindset, not a skill set. Now, let's go to the word of God. In Proverbs 25, we're going to look at verse number 16. Proverbs chapter number 25, we're going to look at verse number 16. So if you have your Bibles, go there because I want you to see this very interesting passage of Scripture to say the least. Notice what it says here. If you find honey... Eat just enough, too much of it, and you will vomit. (laughs) Wow, what a scripture. I'm going to say that again. If you find honey, don't know if you like honey, but the scripture says, if you find honey, eat just enough, too much of it, and you will vomit. This is so true. And this is why I love the book of Proverbs. And I want you, if you have not done so, I want you to begin to read a proverb a day. Read it. Get it in your heart. Get it in your spirit. It's so many wisdom tools for life's lessons. I really wish that the school system would make us read the Bible. I know this is not church or a Bible study class at school. I get it. But I'm telling you, man, and I can guarantee this with the people that I've talked to, Those that are in the penitentiary, if someone had sat down with them with the word of God and start teaching them some lessons in the book of Proverbs, it would have helped them to stay out of jail. I really do believe this because one of the reasons why people go to jail is because they don't know how to make the decisions they need to make when they're just emotional. And we've all been in a place where we've been emotional. But what has saved you that others have failed in was their ability to make a decision. And you can't make a decision if you really don't have truth in your heart or you being guided by life principles in the word of God. This is why the Bible, in my opinion, is the best book on the planet, period. Everything else is just a carbon copy of the word of God. There's so many books out here, and I'm not saying that we can't learn things from reading other people's books, but the greatest book that has ever been written is the word of God. And this is so true that if you find honey, don't eat too much of it. In other words, we need to learn how to live life in moderation. Too much of anything will destroy you. So this is a life lesson, a wisdom principle that is so key. And I really do believe that our educational system is focused on math, science, reading and writing. And while these subjects are important, we know that they are. Being great at geometry doesn't necessarily lead to a happy and successful life. 
I don't know anybody that has succeeded in writing that that translates into being happy. We need to give people the principles that is going to support them in life so that they can make a better decision. Life, in my opinion, is all about making decisions. And you got really gifted, talented people that have scaled the halls of academia, but they are terrible at making life decisions. So we got to be able to look at this and say, there's nothing wrong with failing in certain things, but you cannot keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Have you learned the lesson? If you haven't learned the lesson, trust me, you're going to go back through it again and again and again. And although there are many life lessons that are not learned in school, and some are, but many are not because of things that we should be focused on or teaching people, they're just not going to take the time to do it in school. We are still and we still have a responsibility to learn them. So again, this is why for those of you that are Christians, followers of Christ, this is so important for you to get in God's word and get connected to people to help you learn guidelines, principles, and instructions. Every day that you wake up, I promise you, there's a lesson you need to learn about you. Forget about everybody else. There are lessons that you need to learn about you. And the quicker and the sooner that you can do this, things are really going to flow in the proper way in your life. This is what I want to do today. I want to give you seven lessons that I've learned that have really helped me in my life. I want to share it with you. Hopefully it will empower you. Hopefully it will resonate with you at a deeper level. And I want to take some time and share it with you today because these are very transformative in my opinion. Here's number one. Forgiveness is something you do for yourself. I'm going to say that again. Forgiveness is something you do for yourself. Many times when people wrong you or do things to you that were not of your making, and maybe it was, but most times it's not, we don't want to let go because we're upset. We don't want to let go because we holding a grudge. But I want to ask you a question. Anytime you're holding a grudge, who is that hurting? It's not hurting the person. It's just not. It's just a deception of the enemy that is really tricking us and thinking us that if I'm mad at you at something you did to me, it's going to hurt you. It's really not because you got to live with you. I was telling somebody the other day, I said, you frustrated and you angry and you want to live here and you, you want to move and go to another state, I should say. And they were really, they just wanted to just get away and I get it. I said, but here's the problem. If you leave here and move to another area, when you get there, things are still going to be the same. Because you can't leave you. You cannot move away from you. And so the reality is we got to realize that when people are, you know, when people have done things to you and they will, you've got to learn how to forgive and let go. Because if you don't, you're going to see yourself in a situation that's just going to mess you up over and over and over and over again. And I've seen this happen too many times in the lives of people that they are in a place and in a position in their life where they just continue to hold on to these foolish grudges. There are people that folks are holding on to and they are dead. They can't come back and give you no apology. I really 
really want to help you to understand this today. When you forgive, do it for yourself because you still have to go on and do things in life. If you're a parent, you still got a parent. If you're a spouse, you still got to be that. If you're a friend to somebody, you still got to be that. And you want to be the best person that you can be. Forget about all the other stuff that's going on around you. You got to realize and understand that if God is for you, who can be against you? And so understanding this and knowing this and really getting this in your heart, that forgiveness is something that you do for yourself, you really put yourself in a winning situation because by not forgiving and releasing those people that have done you wrong is only going to pr- prolong your misery, is only going to prolong your stuff, is only going to prolong your mess. You're going to stay in it much longer. I tell people this all the time, and they always say to me, I hear this all the time. They always say, you don't know what they did to me. And I get it. I got it. I understand. I really, truly do. But at the end of the day, what does that matter? What does that really matter when you miserable? What does that really matter and you stressed out? What does that really matter and you're becoming bitter and not better? What does that matter? And your hair is falling out. What does that matter? And now you sick. Now you dealing with issues you wasn't dealing with before. You and I are made to forgive. Now, listen, I don't have time to go into this because many times people think that forgiveness is of their making. They can will themselves to do it. But you can't. You just have to yield to the Holy Spirit and allow his power to be channeled through you and to help you to understand that I'm doing this for me. When was the last time you did some things for you so that you could have a better mental health, so that you can be better in life? So that people can get the most out of you. I can guarantee you, you can't give away nothing you don't have. And until you learn how to release people, and I had to do this because people would do certain things to me and I'm mad with them and I'm upset with them. And the reality is they don't even know it because many times now I'm not a passive aggressive person by any stretch. But the reality is when you're holding on to things, they have gone on with their life. Say, for instance, you stop talking to somebody. Okay, they, uh, now, now granted, depends on how close you are with that person. But still in all, many times people are so focused on what they got to do. They haven't even thought about the fact that you mad with them because this or that. Practice forgiveness. Write that down. Practice forgiveness. You may not have heard that before, but you've got to practice releasing people when they do something wrong to you. Just release it and let it go. I'm not saying be a fool. I'm not saying be a sucker. I'm not saying be a doormat. That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you, you got to start doing some things for you. So that's one of the things that I've learned. That's a wonderful lesson to get to. Number two, many health issues can be avoided with proper diet exercise, and rest. So let me delineate these three. Proper diet. Now listen, you know this as well as I do. Diets don't work. Anybody that has been on a diet is temporary. It's not going to work, especially if you don't have the proper mindset. So we got to understand diets don't work, but lifestyles do. So when we talk about diet, let's talk about a lifestyle of eating properly. Now, I'm not saying to you that you can't indulge every now and again, 
but do it in moderation. So we have to be wise and smart if we're going to live. This is the only body we have. So we got to treat it like this is something we need. And you do need this body that you live in. You need your legs, your arms. You need your heart. Every part of your body you need. So you got to treat it as such. And think about food as gasoline to a car. What you putting in is what only what you're going to be able to put out. And if you keep putting junk and mess in your body, you taking your own self out. God ain't killing people. We killing our own selves with our own diet. Here's the thing. Many people love to eat instead of eating to live. And that's how we got to be. We have to eat to live, not love eating. Some people get up in the morning and they can't wait to eat. You just need to realize, and I'm not saying that you can't have good foods. I'm saying to you, you need to make some decisions and be intentional about what you're going to put in your body today. Nobody making you eat this junk and stuff. Nobody's making you uh, eat cupcakes and for breakfast and ice cream for lunch and more cookies and cupcakes and all this stuff. That stuff is no good for you. Get you some fruit. Get you some vegetables. Be intentional. Do things in moderation. And then when we talk about that, exercise. You know, one of my favorite exercises is walking. And sometimes I walk for a few hours because walking does a lot of things for me. And they said walking really is one of the best exercises that you can do. Because watch this. If you walk outside, you can take in the fresh air. You can look at the trees. You can hear the birds. You can see the green grass. You can see the blue sky. I mean, you can see other people get out in nature because what it does, it can decompress all the stress and it can be a releaser for certain things that you're dealing with. And when you walk, you're just doing more than just walking. Now, if you like to lift weights, that's good. Cardio, that's wonderful. Running, that's great too. Yoga, do it all. But I'm saying to you, what I love to do is walk because it does a lot of things for me. What I'm saying for you to do is get moving. You got to get up off the couch Get out of the bed. I've seen people, and I've done it before too, on their lunch break, they'll take an apple and walk and eat. They're doing two things at one time. See, when you really understand you your best advocate, not your doctor, you got to get up and take your own health and do something with it. Health is coming to the body of Christ. We need more health to come to us. doesn't matter if you got all the money in the world. If you can't walk and spend time with people you love because you're always sick, what is $500,000? What is an extra five grand? And you are not healthy because you don't exercise. We are made to move. So I want to encourage you today, get moving. And finally, rest. When I say rest, I'm not just talking about sleep. We know that's important. But when I talk about rest, there are some days when you just need to put your feet up and not do anything. This mindset that we have, we got to keep moving and grinding and grinding and grinding all the time. That is not good. Jesus told his disciples, he said, come apart away from the crowd and let's rest. Not sleep, but let's rest. Let's not do anything. There's nothing wrong on your day off. And just don't do nothing. Sometimes your greatest move is to not move at all. Sit still, get your mind right, put your feet up, 
and just rest. Clear the decks. This is how you take care of yourself. Doctor's not going to tell you this. I'm telling you right now, if you would just do just these little three things with a proper diet, eating in moderation, exercise and resting, notice how quickly your blood pressure going to come down, your cholesterol numbers, your hypertension, your stress, uh, diabetes. All of the things that we're dealing with is because we are not cognizant of eating the right foods. Many times we don't exercise. And many times we don't rest. And when we talk about rest, sleeping, we know is a part of that. Get your eight, nine hours of sleep. You need it. Forget this nonsense. You're going to work off for four and five hours. You just can't function that way. You are going to implode within. So I want to encourage you to do this. Here's number three. Perseverance is the most critical component of success. I really think this is true. I've seen it happen in my own life. Now, here's the definition of what we talk about when we say perseverance. It means doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. When I first started the ministry over 16, 17 years ago, I had in my mind of what I thought a successful ministry was, but I hit a lot of roadblocks, a lot of stumbles. I hit a lot of situations that I didn't understand. When you're starting out in anything, you make a lot of mistakes because you've just never done it before. And ministry is just hard to begin with because you're trying to help people that don't really think they need help. And you have to try to convince them through God's word that you really need God's help. And so it was difficult in those early days. Now, what helped me from day one to where I am now? Perseverance. I had to go. I had to plow through. I had to endure. And it was tough. And it's always tough. Anything you're doing for God. So I'm not saying that what I'm doing for God is different than what somebody else is doing. But perseverance is key. Despite difficulty, despite delay, you have to do it. And it taught me one thing. It taught me, do I really have what I say I have? We always say we got something. But when we get thrown in the fire, we really going to find out if we got it or not. You're not going to know until you are in a situation and you have to persevere, persevere or die, persevere or be disconnected, persevere or not see your dreams come true. Perseverance is so good. And it taught me a lot of things about myself. See, when challenges and difficulties come and opposition comes, it helps you to see where your real character is. You don't know where your character is until it's been tested. You don't know what you say you won't do until you get in the situation. And you can find out if you really have the husband to stand 10 toes down and really be about the stuff that you spewing out of your mouth. And so perseverance is key. And this is a life lesson I continue to learn over and over again. Don't knock it. Embrace it. When you are in a difficult situation, Call on the grace of God and persevere. This is, I believe, this is a making of God. He wants some soldiers, man. God don't want no weak soldiers working for him. And so this is a part of it. And when we see it, because it's so easy to quit because people do it every day, but you cannot be one of those quitters. Tell yourself, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to persevere. Pivot, readjust, realign. 
Get your mind right and say, you know what? I'm going to plow through this with some wisdom. That's what we got to do. That's what perseverance taught me as well. I got to get some wisdom in this area where it feels like I'm reeling and rocking and I want to throw in the towel. I got to reach out and get some help. huh? And a multitude of counselors, there's safety. There's always safety in numbers of people that are pouring into you the right things. And it will help you persevere and become a much better person. Number four, this is really good. Your happiness is your responsibility. This is a lesson that I've learned that has blessed me over and over again. We seem to think that it is up to somebody else to make you happy, especially in marriage. Oh, how many couples get married in this situation thinking that I'm marrying my spouse because they make me happy? What kind of nonsense is that? I've been married for over 28 years. That's not true. It's just it, it. That's just not true. We got to get this in our mind today that we got to really understand that your happiness is your business. It's not nobody else's business. When you meet somebody in a relationship, you need to bring something to the table. You know what that is? Your own happiness. You're not waiting to get in a relationship with somebody for them to make you whole. No, you robbing that person. Putting all that pressure on them to make you something that you need to be yourself. I'm going to say it to you again. Your happiness is your responsibility. And although you wish that everyone in your life would make you a top priority, they're not going to do it. Even a spouse can't make you their top priority. They got things they got to do. And if you got kids, you already know what that's going to be. That's just another pull in your relationship. That's another responsibility that you have. I want you to do yourself a favor. Get yourself out a pencil and a piece of paper whenever you get some time and write down what makes you happy. I ask people this and they get stuck. What makes you happy? Do you know? Most people don't know. Well, if you don't know what makes you happy, this is one of the reasons why you putting pressure on people to make you happy. But you need to figure out at least five things that make you happy. Watch this and begin to incorporate them in your life. Whatever it is, I don't know. But whatever makes you happy, I'm not talking about just all kind of crazy stuff because I am talking to Christians. So, you know, we know that we shouldn't just be out here wilding out. But I'm talking about things that you know that makes you happy. That's not hurting you. That's really helping you incorporate it in your life. If going to the beach makes you happy, then go put that in your provision of things that you need to do, whatever it is that helps you exercise, uh, spending time with family members. All of us got different things that make us happy. Stop putting pressure on people around you and you go and do it for yourself. And when you do, these things are really going to be crystal clear to you. You're going to be able to be a much better giving person. Figure out what makes you happen or makes you happy and begin to support that. Put that support, money, investment into those things. We don't do enough of that. We don't put away money in certain things that support our happiness. So we want to ask somebody else, was well, your job to make me happy? I got in this relationship so you can make me happy. Now, that's selfish. 
And this is why marriages don't make it. This is why businesses don't make it. This is why things break down around us, because we need to tell people that your happiness is your responsibility. Number five, say what needs to be said while there is still time. This is so true. You might want to circle this one and underline it. One of the things I respect about my wife so much is that she tells everyone that's around her how she really feels about them, good or bad. You'll never be in a relationship with my wife and she not tell you how she feels. She's not going to hold back, good or bad. I really respect that because we live in a passive aggressive society where people will talk about you behind their back. But when they get in front of you, they won't even share. They won't even say anything. If you if, if they mean anything to you, if, if they did you wrong, you never say it to their face, but you'll tell other people. That's just that's just a cowardly mentality. People that are around you that you love, you need to tell them. People that are around you that are doing things that you don't like, you need to tell them. Why would you have people around you and you not tell them? You don't have to dog anybody out and be mean and be nasty if they're doing wrong by you, but you need to make them aware of it. Hey, listen, do you know that when you say this to me, I don't feel good about that? Do you know every time we get together, you always negative? That's not a good thing. When you got a true friend, don't you want somebody to tell you good and bad? I'm talking about a true friend. But most people, they don't want a true friend. They just want somebody else telling them how great, grand, and wonderful they are. And we know that that's not true. You only, got a, you only have a certain amount of time in this body. Why don't you tell the people that's really pushing for you? Tell them, I appreciate you. I love you. Pick up the phone after you done listen to this podcast and tell these people this that's in your life. People that's in your life that you love, but they're always miserable. Tell them. Don't hold that in. Again, that is one of the reasons why people just don't transform and become better. Because we don't tell people what we should. Let's get rid of this passive aggressive nature. And let's learn how, while we can, while we still got time, while we still got breath in our bodies, let's tell the people that's around us, good and bad, certain things. And you know what people do? And I've seen this as a pastor, especially at funerals. And you see a lot of this, they crying and everybody's, not everybody, but certain people are upset. They get the microphone and they get up there and they start lamenting, start regretting all the things that they should have said. And they're trying to just spill their guts in five minutes and 10 minutes when they could have done that when the person was alive. Please learn this lesson. Do it today. Pick up the phone. If you love your mother, you never really told her how you felt about her. Tell her. If there's somebody in your life, a cousin, a best friend, again, you know, y'all just not clicking like y'all used to, sit down and talk about it. Say, hey, you know what? I wish our communication would be better. You know, why is it that you get mad and upset every time this or that happens? That's not healthy for our relationship. Never let people be in a relationship with you and they always got to guess about how you feel about them. Tell them. That's what relationships are for. Communication is very bad in our world today. We don't know how to communicate. But I want to encourage you today because we all have to communicate. 
We really do. We have to. If we're going to be successful in getting some things done, we got to learn how to communicate. Point number six, failure is a part of the process. I'm going to say that to you again. Failure is a part of the process. So embrace it. Stop rebuking it. Stop getting upset about it when you fall, fail. Stop being mad with yourself when you mess up. It is a part of the process. Anybody that's going to be great is going to go through failure. Failure is not final. I said this before. I'm going to say you again. Failure is nothing more than the opportunity to begin again smarter. But we don't like to fail. So that tells me you don't want to succeed. How are you going to succeed if you have not failed? It's a part of the lesson that you have to learn. And those that learn it are better for it. So you got to see this and you can read a book. You know, you can read uh, certain articles about certain things that will help you. But at the end of the day, I feel the best way to learn certain things is to actually fail at it. Nobody that has ever got on a bike before got on it and start riding in most cases. You fail down. But you know what? You got to get back up and learn the lesson of why I failed. Starting a business. We know that's not easy for people that have done it. But people fail at that. They never start again. But there's reasons why you failed. Maybe you were moving too quickly. Maybe you're not good with math. Maybe you're not good with communication. Maybe you're not a people person. Maybe you shouldn't even be starting a business. Learn those lessons and make an adjustment. But don't ever look at something and say it's final. You cannot do that. See, you got to realize and understand knowledge is the thing that you need that will buffer you when you fall. Huh? That's what you need. When you get some knowledge about a certain situation, you get you, you you get empowerment because it's something you know. You say, you know what? I didn't know that before, but I know it now, and I'm not going to make that mistake again. It's a wonderful thing. I used to look at it and say, man, I failed. I messed up. I'm embarrassed. You know, now I'm looking all crazy in front of people. But can I tell you something? If you go ask them and they would be honest, they'll tell you, you know what? I failed at something too. Everybody has gone through failure. So you know what that says? We're not that important. So stop overemphasizing what you did wrong and say, you know what? I'm going to take ownership of what I did wrong. I've got some knowledge on it now. I've got some confidence on it now. And you know what? I'm not going to repeat that. I've learned the lesson. People keep going in and out of jail. You know why? Because they haven't learned the lesson. So they keep repeating the same old thing over and over again and being upset with everybody other than themselves. This is a powerful lesson that failure is a part of the process and it is so needed. Here's the last one. Number seven. You don't know what you don't know. (laughs) That is true. You don't know. What you don't know. I tell my son this all the time. You don't know what you don't know. So watch this. This is why you got to listen to people that have been where you trying to go because you don't know what you don't know. And here's the deal. When I say this, we all hold beliefs that are untrue. A lot of the beliefs that we are holding right now in our mind 
They are untrue. These are the lies that we tell ourselves. You don't know what you don't know. And so you have to change a belief in order for you to begin to succeed. If you don't, it's the things that you don't know. We beat ourselves up about things that we just don't know. And so unfortunately, we are unaware of a lot of false beliefs that we have because a lot of our belief systems come from our childhood, come from our parents, relatives that we were around, stuff that we heard in the school systems that we were in, certain teachers that taught us certain things. Even in church, hearing the wrong stuff, you'd be surprised. And I know this well, being a pastor, I have to unlearn a lot of false beliefs that people learned in another church. All churches are not created equal because they're not all saying the same things. All pastors, preachers, ministers are not created equal because there's a lot of things that we keep saying that's perpetuating a lot of this nonsense. And so you don't know what you don't know. So you have to now know something that you don't know to help you create another belief system. You are living the life you're living, good or bad, based on your belief system. There was one time that Jesus was coming through the crowd and he told the people, become what you believe. I like that. Become what you believe. When you believe something, you can become it. Watch this. And negatively, it has the same effect. You are becoming what you believe in a negative sense. And that is wrong. Everything happens with a belief statement. If you face any challenge in your life, you are probably believing something that is not true. So here's what you got to do. Figure out what's true and false in your belief system. And then having the right road map after you create a positive belief thing is going to help you travel down that road with all, all those pitfalls and bumps and all those other things that we deal with. This is powerful. I want you to get this. You don't know what you don't know. And it's amazing that after you start sharing with people and they say, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, man, I didn't know that. Oh, wow, I didn't consider that. Yeah. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I see this all the time. I'm talking to people and they'll, their, their response will be, oh, wow, I didn't know. So, so watch this. Imagine if you did know then you wouldn't have made that statement. There's always something that you think you know that you don't know. Now, here's the question. Are you willing to learn something you don't know to change your belief system? That's the real question. Are you willing? See, willingness is the key to changing a bad belief system. I have found people, they're unwilling to change. They're unwilling to do it differently. They don't want to be told what to do. Kids are very easy to change because when you're young, you're willing. In most cases, especially kids, as we get older in our teens and our 20s, 30s and 40s, those percentages drop drastically. Because watch this. Grownups don't ask questions. They start making statements. See, the mark of a child is he's asking questions because he's inquisitive. He wants to learn because he wants to change. He wants to grow. But if you ask a 40-year-old or 50-year-old certain things, they tell you, I know that. I know that. Oh, yeah, I've been there. 
Oh, yeah, I know that. Instead of asking a question, you know what? Help me with this. Or, you know, I didn't know this. Or you made me aware of something. We got to start changing. And that happens through humility. Do you have enough humility in you that can say, I don't know what I don't know? If you do, trust me, you're going to be more successful. Listen, these are the seven lessons that I have learned that I continue to learn, and I hope that they've helped you in some way. Don't beat yourself up because being successful in school, again, doesn't guarantee that you're going to be happy in life. There's nothing wrong with college, but I always tell people this. If you can learn some life lessons, man, you're going to be further along than a lot of people. We put too much emphasis in this world on the wrong thing. So examine your life and consider the life lessons presented today. I really do guarantee that if you do, your life is going to change for the better. All right, well, that's all that I had to share with you today. I pray, pray that this blessed you. If so, shoot your boy an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Let me know that this show blessed you in a wonderful way and share it with someone else. Go to my website. I do have one at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. You can give and support me as I continue to give this word to you always new things that we want to do. And so if you will support me financially with any dollar amount, trust me, it will go a long way in me doing some things that I want to do to empower you. Well, that's all that I have for you again today. I'm praying for you, believing God's best for you. Learn these lessons. Trust me, they will change your life. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.